0: Welcome to another episode of Real Talk with Pastor Brad and Christy Webb, Whether topics covered are real, transparent, and truthful. Here are your hosts, Pastor Brad and Christy. Hey, Brad.
1: Hey, Christy. Hello, podcast family.
0: Yes, hello.
1: It's a new week and a new episode
0: and it is it is the, it is both of those things and a new person you feel like a new person i feel
1: like a brand new man literally <laughs> update on our life it was one long week
0: it was a very long weekend specifically. Weekend. Um, it's like a month. 3 days. It was a 3-day. People
1: look forward like to a, a long situation. weekend like where you get off Friday and Monday like long weekends are exciting.
0: Not so much for no, you. Not for me. Brad's been sick, if you can't tell by the way we're poor thing. He's smiling but it's rough. I'm coming
1: back though, coming back strong. Yeah. Worked half a day yesterday, going for a full day today.
0: He's working on it. Not not quite a hundred percent, and and that's funny because um, that yesterday we were talking. Our kids are like, "Is Dad well yet?" And I said, "Yes, kinda." And Bradley said, "Kinda." He's either well or he's not well. So it's funny that, and that's such a man a man thing to me, a male thing to me. You're either sick or you're a hundred percent. Like there's there's no like coming back. Like you said yesterday, you worked half a day. He was not happy with a half a day. I'll just be honest with you. He was like, "This should be an all day or nothing thing."
1: So he's uh, five soon will be six.
0: Yes, and he's probably.
1: already got it. He's got <laughs> he's it, Aaron. He's got it, man. He's
0: got it. He already understands that men only have two. Like, there's only a, there's only two percentages for men. You're either zeroed out and you're like in the bed, yeah, you're gonna <laughs> die, sick, or you're at a hundred percent. There's no there's no inverse. Im- in-between percentages. No in-between. Even when you're five. Um, so
1: yeah, I made it back. I made it back, Um and uh, we're glad to be here this morning.
0: We are glad you're back, Brad.
1: So update on the farm. Not a, Not a lot a to happen happened. on the farm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was begging everybody we could to help us. Uh, um, yeah.
0: That that is one thing though. When something goes down or somebody gets down, the farm life still has to go on. Yes, it and, does. Um, can I just say shout out? Thank God for in-laws.
1: Yeah, because Christy did say yesterday. Uh, she said, um, "I guess I need to learn how to do this." <laughs> I did. Hey, man, we're making progress. That's what I thought.
0: I I learned how what has to be done on the farm because um, I, Brad has been down for quite a few days, but my in-laws my my brother-in-law took care of all of it. Thank you, Brian. Um, but we um, we did have some some issues, and I do need to know how to do this stuff. And,
1: like, and it was a long weekend for you. I mean, you were basically a single parent all weekend.
0: I was a single parent again. My in-laws stepped up. My kids were were um, taken care of, and and friends um, also stepped up this weekend and said, "What can we do? Can we take Bradley and Ella, and you know, do whatever?" And so.
1: And then maybe Brad does do a little something.
0: Brad does do a little... We Okay, I'm going to... This is calling me out. I'll be honest with you. Brad got sick. We have not had a home-cooked meal since Brad got sick. At all, because Brad is the cook in our home. Yes.
1: yes. And
0: I am not. I'm not the main cook. And number two, I mean, if Brad's not eating and my kids were... <laughs> Um, with my in-laws so it was really just me so there has not been any home cooking until this morning's waffles Brad made waffles this morning so and Bree is now mad that she didn't get a waffle this morning, but waffles um, it was. Brad is back, so that's that's how that's how we know we're back to 100%. Brad is cooking breakfast, and I had
1: coffee this morning, so and yeah, it coffee. Was, yes. It was good. It was good. We have
0: told y'all that we're kind of coffee snobs, and we're also kind of coffee addicts. And Brad hasn't had coffee in like five, like five days. days. So, um, so we really uh, he really is back to 100%. Bradley will be happy to know we're back to 100%. Um, Although
1: speaking of. Our family, you on the other hand had all the coffee by yourself and Bradley was more than willing to call you out (laughs) yesterday (laughs) over your mug and a half.
0: He did call me out. And he said, um, "I said I've only had a half a mug." He said, "So you're having three to, three cups of coffee?" And Ella looked at him and said, "She needs it." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there was just there was no like discussion about it. It was just like, "Go on with our lives, Bradley. Let her have it. what she needs." Don't so Ella's it. a smart smart girl. She knows what mom needs to get through the day. So.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. So not much has happened on the farm, although the crepe myrtles,
0: the crepe myrtles. There.
1: forth a little bit of oh. red leaves this morning yeah. where we murdered them.
0: Brad said, oh, look, they're red leaves. It's like they're bleeding. <laughs> like, oh, my gosh. Really? Can we? I move? said, we're
1: making progress. Look, they're bleeding this morning. Yeah. So so, so they're making progress. And uh our dead. garden, your garden is now a winter garden.
0: It is a winter garden.
1: <laughs> It will be here. We will plant <laughs> fall vegetables and stuff in it because uh mr billy says you're already
0: too late i'm a little yeah i'm late (laughs) that's true that's true moving on to better things let's talk about the podcast update the big giveaway that's coming at 2500 downloads. Yes. Um we are closer. We are over halfway there guys.
1: 60%. We are at
0: 60%. We have 1507 downloads.
1: 110 new people this week.
0: New downloads.
1: New downloads. New
0: downloads this week. Yeah. And so that's um that's awesome. We're 60% of the way and Absolutely. Help we us will, get there. When we reach 2,500, we will have a great giveaway, and that will be um, AirPods.
1: AirPods will be coming to someone when we hit the 2,500 mark.
0: They will be coming out to someone. <laughs> People in the office are wondering. There are um, rules about this, Bree. I don't <laughs> think anyone in this room can win them, but... Um, I, Bree, and I would be number one and number two on the list, if so. But we are not capable. So I will say, if you do not have AirPods,
1: there. they are a sweet addition to your life.
0: Brad lost one of his AirPods yesterday, and no, he I
1: did not lose a AirPod. The pack disappeared.
0: He lost the case, and so he, um, he kind of panicked. It was, it was a short panic because I found them, but he did kind of panic. Um, so. But anyway, that's our update There's no the new podcast. states,
1: though. No new states this week, but our numbers were up from last week on download. So help us get new states. If you have a friend out there, uh, let them know about the podcast if you like it. If you find us uh, encouraging, if you find it enlightening and equipping, maybe you can share it. And uh, also, if you do share it with them, uh, make sure you share it on our pages. My Facebook page are our... Instagram page because if Pastor you will Pete. like, share it and comment it on it, then you will be in the drawing. You. And we had a drawing last week, and we had some people that did that.
0: They did all three they of. They did steps.
1: all three.
0: They liked us. And shared so us kudos
1: and to you guys that did that. And uh man, we're excited to announce our winner, David Flynn. Man, David thank Flynn. you, David. Yeah. For uh sharing and liking and letting Miss Debbie, Miss Debbie Kimperman know about it. That's sure right. where to get it. So
0: he know he shared it with her and talked spoke to her on it. And um So we put
1: their names in a random drawing and
0: that's who we got. That's who David won. That's right. He did. So that leads us to what we are um I think we're all caught up. Are we caught up on everything? I think so. I think so. Absolutely. All right. So that leads to what we're talking about today.
1: Today's topic is an interesting topic. Dare to be shocked.
0: That's the topic, dare yeah. to be shocked. Shock value. Shock value. Is there any value in shock? Is is shock? Are you ever shocked? When was the last time that you can say I was honestly shocked by whatever? I mean, think about it. Usually when things say, even when people come to you with a, they act like, oh, this is going to be shocking to you, you sit there for a second and you think, yeah, I believe that. I can see that. Do you do that? (laughs) Do you think about, I mean, like, are you ever genuinely shocked anymore?
1: Yeah, it depends on the context of that. You know, like shocked, like we used to be shocked or like caught off guard by it. I don't know. That's an interesting... Concept
0: shocked and the difference in shocked and surprised, Mm -hmm. maybe. Um, so we started talking about this, and I remember back in the 80s, is I guess I'm showing my age here 80s, 90s when they had a thing called a shock jock, he was. Uh, in my m- memory, Howard Stern was the original. I don't know if he was the original because I did not do research on this history of this shock jocking. But he was—he um, was—he was called a shock jock, and he was a disc jockey. He was on the radio, but he would say things just to make to shock people. Mm-hmm. And do you know why there are no more of those now?
1: Well, there's a l- several reasons, and uh, you know Howard Stern started this, as you said, in the eighties. And then there was actually two pillars for it, you know, um, the comedian side of it. And then there was the political side of it. You know, one of the things they, some people would say that about Rush Limbaugh, uh, you know, he would say that in the news world, things that would shock people and, uh, try to create a, a, a whiplash moment, if you will. True. And, um, and so it's this whole thing has just like, I think the reason is because it's just spun out of control. It's like there's so much of it everywhere.
0: And and nothing, again, nothing is truly shocking anymore. And, and it reminds me of that verse in the Bible that there's nothing new under the sun. And we have all become immune to shock. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's one of the things that's going on with, not so much our children personally and the ages they're at, but a lot of kids that are um, maybe preteen, teenagers, stuff like that, they can't shock their parents anymore. Mm-hmm. Or they can't shock each other anymore. So they think to do these crazy things that are endangering them, endangering their friends, just for shock value. Is that where the
1: term, hey, watches, came from?
0: Okay. I have this thing about, hey, watch this. Everybody makes fun of me for that. But when I was a teacher, one of the rules in my classroom was if you ever have the thought to tap the person beside you and say, hey, watch this, the rule is do not do whatever you're thinking. Okay? Do not do whatever you're doing just to make people watch you or just to shock people or just to see the reaction of people when you do one certain thing. Because as I taught ninth grade, which are teenagers, young, very young teenagers, they would do things just to to get, you know, other people to laugh and that's fine. Or it wasn't always nice things that they did. It wasn't always safe things that they did. So my rule became if you have if you hear the phrase, "Hey, watch this." Don't watch it. Don't pay attention to it and let me know who just said it mm-hmm. as a teacher. So, but my thing is now they're going to such crazy depths. Or heights—I don't even know which way to say it—to get people to be shocked.
1: Well, one of the reasons that this—you're right—and the reason that we're even having this conversation uh, come up because we've talked about this in great detail. Just with, um, you know, when you when you see another tragedy, how you know like every day this week we've read about a tragic killing, you know, some with guns, some with other means of murder and things like that. And it's like, you're just like, wow, that happened again. You know, um, I know here in Alexandria, you know, just in central Louisiana, things that happen, you know, as the crime rate continues to rise and things continue to spiral out of control, it's like we become a little more desensitized to it. And so we, you and I have had conversations about this personally, uh just about how we were becoming numb to it. And I think where this became a topic for us was actually having the conversation with with a young person, a a teenager who literally said something to you and I, uh, both to shock us and It didn't. It well, yeah, I think she was shocked.
0: That we were not shocked.
1: That we were not shocked. And I'm like next and your point is yeah and she was like stunned taken aback and i wanted to say girl i've been doing this for 25 years (laughs) if i've seen so much there's not much you can shock me anymore you know but the whole thing that she was doing it was all to create attention and And so I think what Christie's drilling down is why do people want to do this? Well, it started out this shock jock context was to build build uh, a media empire. And and they did it. You know, uh, Rush Limbaugh, uh, the way that he had a way of using his vernacular uh, context to uh, bring about shock to um, the political world. so much, you know, that some news media's would just have people following him to report on what he was saying, and then on the other side, on the comedian side, you know, with Howard Stern, uh, man, that l- spilled over into Jerry Springer got on board,
0: oh, y- yeah.
1: you know, and 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 then we had all of that stuff happening, <laughs> it's and <a> whole other <laughs> level of all. One that of the stuff. things is though that's interesting is on the comedian side. They've kind of lost their way on like the the Howard Stern, Jerry Springer's that that mogul contacts where they're the one that has the big microphone doing all the shocking. Um, it's still there's so many people doing the the political side of things. You know, we see that 24 but- seven now with. People who are supposed to be reporting the news, but it's really just opinion pieces, and they're all saying these shocking things.
0: But do you think that the other side of it is because social media has made everybody?
1: I love it when you make my point. Oh, and so no, 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 that's great. That (laughs) that is the that is the the point. I mean, we I pitched you the ball, and you just knocked it out of the park. There you go. Because social media makes everybody. There's no more space for the Howard Stearns. Because now everybody's saying stuff on their social media. I mean, in the '80s and in in the '80s, there was no such thing as social media, you know. Exactly. um,
0: Yes, I know. There was no such thing as cell phones. I know. I mean, like, take a moment, young people, and think about it.
1: And so, um, we we think about that context, and now everybody is using their favorite um, social media platform to do their shocking.
0: True. And um, yeah, that's true. You don't. There's nothing shock. That's my whole point, though. There is nothing shocking anymore. You can't be shocked, and so I feel like uh, uh, it saddens me that we can't be shocked anymore because it's just an it's an emotion uh, or a response mm-hmm. that's just not used anymore. You know. Um. Or, or so it, I feel like we've just become. Um, not immune just worn down so much Mm -hmm. that it's it it takes away an emotion if you've ever seen that movie what's the movie um the um where you know it has happy and sad and inside inside out the disney movie inside out it has the emotions and the emotions and and that i feel like that shock and it not necessarily shock is an emotion, but it kind of shows how all of our emotions have just kind of settled, desensitized mm-hmm. our emotions. Thank you, Bree. Our emotions have become desensitized. Like you don't have a... a and an, that leads to why do you take drugs and all that stuff because to feel something, mm-hmm. you know, because we've become so desensitized to the world around us. So... In all of this def- defining of and explaining, what do you do about it?
1: Well, you know, there's a couple of things that really kind of ushered that in. Um, if we think the 80s created the the shock jocks, but it also created something else for the first time, cable news network, a.k.a. CNN. And so it was the first time in the 80s that there was 24-hour news And then they were kind of the only one out there. And then in 2000, everything shifted in 2000. So, so many social media platforms were taken off and then, uh, other 24 hour cable news networks were taken off. And so man, all this stuff started spinning and theirs was for monetary gains is why they were trying to shock. I think what Christie's pressing in on is what is the heart and reason that so many people are trying to shock people? Is it because they're trying to to, to lead to uh, having a, fo- a larger following? Well, what's the motive for a larger following? Uh, is it so that they could be an influencer? Um, is it because you know they just want to be able to say, I have all these friends? But are they shocking because in the process of that, what are they trying to cover up? You know why? Why are why are so many wow. people doing? You saying
0: they're covering something up so, just by shocking you?
1: Well, they could be. They could be. They could be covering up, or they could be deflecting from the pain deflecting. that's there. You know, like I think part of the conversation you and I were having with someone that this topic came up was because it was more of a deflection from the, what was really the tender spot to put the attention on something else to make right. it seem like um, they were something that they really don't even know anything about, you know, because in that conversation it was like, well, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know that I, I'm that, that way. I'm not sure, you know, when you really press, but wait a minute, just a few hours earlier, you were ready to, you know, drive that stake in the ground, run that flag up high as you can and, and wave it till you die. But wait a minute, I, if I have to defend it, then that's a whole different context. So, a lot of times I think people are trying to use these shock things to deflect from what's really going on.
0: But that, that goes to my point of if they're not even really shocked, are they deflecting? You're not even really shocked. You're just like, oh, well, whatever. Um, Is it is it a shock or is it just a front or is it? I have two questions. Like, number one, how do you not deflect these things anymore? How do you not try to live your life in a shock value world? How do you – and and most people don't try to say, oh, let me shock these people so much. But this particular person that we're talking about did. That's how she lives her life. She makes sure that when she's in front of certain people, she makes comments about
1: – Things to shock. The
0: shocking things, and she does things like that. But at the same time, if you turn it around – what about the people like me who are not shocked by anything they read? They're not shocked by, you know, nothing these days shocks you. So what is that? How do you become, how do you resensitize yourself? <laughs> if you've desensitized, well, I think what do you are you're, you're
1: trying to move in our action steps on that. And I think you're saying, how do I regain the empathy for people that are going through something that I can't identify with? in a world that seems to completely take away our ability to empathize with people because it happens so much that we just began to get numb by it. We're numb about,
0: yeah, everything. That's my thing. And
1: then, you know, people want to, people want to like pile on, you know, on your feelings because your feelings lead you astray. And so a lot of times people want to pile on them in a negative way, but God gave us feelings, you know, he gave us those. He created us specifically with a heart, with a mind, with a body, with a soul. And so we're uniquely made in God's image. And in his image, we have his likeness. And so God has the ability to feel. And so we can feel, but the world wants to numb our ability to have sympathy with people or to empathize with them because in doing so, it almost begins to dehumanize us when we lose the ability to reason and feel with people. And so...
0: We become robotic. uh,
1: Moving through the motions. Ah, dang, I hate that happen again, you know.
0: And then move on.
1: And move on, you know. And I mean, I don't want to get on a soapbox here, but, you know, what is it for you? You know, what's the one thing, and and it could be something different. Um, What's the one thing that when it happens, you're just like, dang, Man, can't believe that happened again. Oh well, well, it didn't affect me, you know.
0: Well, and the saddest part is like you see it nationally maybe and you see, you know, it's the it's the headline of whatever your news outlet is and you read the headline and you move on, but then it becomes closer to home and mm-hmm. closer to home and closer to home. I mean, like a couple of years ago you would read um our, our more than a couple, but if, you know, back when I was still moving around like college and getting a job and things like that, one of the cities I chose to live in had the highest murder rate per capita of anyone, anywhere in the United States. And my mom was like, you can't move to this city. And where, whereas where I had grown up and where I lived was only like half an hour away from number two in the same thing, you know, the same thing. But now like, Even here where we live in Mm -hmm. in what is considered probably a small town to most, you know, it's not a huge area. I mean, it's not a huge town, but it has such a high murder rate now. Mm -hmm. Like there's not a, oh, you can't move to this big, like you can't move to Atlanta, the big city of Atlanta because it's so dangerous. Or you can't move to, you know, the big city of Los Angeles because it's so dangerous. Yes, it's dangerous, but so is our little town. So is our little city. Even, I mean, you know, I'm from a little country town. Even there, there's so many,
1: like... Things happening.
0: Things happening, you know, and people are being, like killed and murder and drugs and all this different stuff mm-hmm. and you're like what the heck this is out in the middle of the country okay. you know just a country I went to the country school you know we rode tractors to school we didn't really but that's what they thought you back you're then you're thinking about footloes, so no. no the original <laughs> no they, they, they used to say like when I was where I grew up they would say you know the city kids versus the country kids there's a football game every year it's the city versus the country kids and, and that's what like you would see the bill not billboards but you know the like Homemade banners, the banners and stuff like that. It would be like you rode your tractor to school today, and we didn't really ride tractors, but that's what. But we were country kids. We may know how to drive a tractor, so therefore you, you know, rode it to school. But my point is, it's bad. It is out in the country. I mean, it's it's considered country living where I'm from. But they are looking at these same issues that we're talking about mm. now. It's not even shocking out out from the cities anymore and so that's what's so disturbing to me is that even people that, you know, grew up with these these I don't know hometown values or whatever mm-hmm. and you can't see my little finger quotes here but they they grew up, you know, not in this hardcore life that we um see on movies and stuff but even they're not phased by it anymore if you say something like that, you know, in mm-hmm. um in passing, but
1: so how do you how do you regain the empathy? How do you uh, how do you have conversations about it that will lead to something of value? Because is there value in shock value? You no, know, like if you not. if you look it up, there there's a lot to be said about shock value if you start researching it, and um, you know with that, how how do we how do we lead? You know, how do we lead in the midst of things that are overwhelming and things that are um, um, just mind boggling? I think that's what the point you're trying to push. You know, God gave us these emotions, God gave us the ability to feel. So I think we need to guard those and not let the world harden our hearts. You know, um, Jesus talked about that, about having hard hearts. And, um, I'm afraid that we're quickly coming to the place where we're having hard hearts, not just in the big cities, but in the, in the urban and suburbs, but in the, in the very rural areas as as a nation, we are becoming calloused. Um, Yes. yes. And so how do we penetrate the callous so that we don't become dehumanized and that we cannot empathize with people and love people where they are and be able to help them and not just roll our eyes and say, Oh man, there it goes again. How do we do that? So I think you have to begin to ask yourself, number one, who is always that one person in my life that I will allow to speak very open and honestly to me? You know, like who's that one person that you can have conversations about <clears throat> whatever the 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 tragedy is that you want to talk about, whatever it's natural or man made or whatever's happening you know, um, who, who, who's that one person that you can, uh, process that with to get past the prejudice that you may have. And I'm not just talking about racial here. I'm talking about, uh, um, like racial prejudice. I'm talking about like, uh, well, city prejudice or culture prejudice or anything of those contexts. And so who's the one person that you can have you pick to be in your life to have those conversations with to say you know if it happens in your area what can we do to show empathy instead of just saying uh oh well it's not my not my problem not on my street well it's in your zip code you, you know what I mean right and and so that's the deal I mean you know we were talking you asked me this week where's Laplace yes and you asked me that because there was some murders that happened at a birthday party you know we had heard about these murders we'd read about them mur- on the,
0: shooting there was a, a shooting, shooting at a birthday party. shootings
1: and i mean you know you asked me we had seen those earlier in the week uh shootings that had happened in other areas and then the headlines were louisiana laplace you're like where's laplace and i'm like okay how do i tell a mississippi girl where laplace is <laughs> So, um, but it's because it got closer, you know, and then it gets in your area code and then it gets in your zip code before, you know, it's on your street. And, uh, you know, people said, uh, and I'll probably quote this wrong, so please forgive me. But the, uh, you know, so many people were quick to say, well, the coronavirus had what a 98% recovery rate or something along those lines. I mean, it was very high. And uh, you know, and they're like, It's ninety eight percent. Yeah, but that two percent and I'm, i apologize if I got these numbers wrong. I think Bree's bailing me out right now, checking that out. But um, <laughs> you know, it's it's um she
0: is now. Yeah, she, she might is. not have been then. But <laughs> uh, she please is Bree bail me out here
1: so I can set the record straight. But you, you know, I heard somebody say lost a loved one to the to the to COVID. They're like, Yeah, but that two percent is really big. Yeah. When it's your family. That's right. And it's the same thing if you have a family member that shocks you with an action, shock, shocks you with a lifestyle, all of a sudden, what may seem numb to you when it's happening to somebody else. That's somebody's little girl. That's somebody's little boy. That's somebody that God created, somebody that had a purpose, a plan, a destiny. And you know, God said, we talked about this the other week. God said, I know the plans that I have for you, says to the Lord you know, to give you hope and a future. And uh, so many people are, are getting caught up in uh, their own pathways and pathways that God, do, God does not have for them. And so many times it, it happens because of um, things that people are doing. I mean, just this week alone, you know, there are so many things that have happened since we last spoke to our podcast family, you know, in the, in the way of shootings, you yeah. know. And so... Um, it's like, oh, wait, the FedEx shooting happened. Well, that was a little closer to home because, you know, your 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 family uh, has FedEx trucks and are in and out of FedEx facilities all the time. And it's like, wait a minute, that, that got our attention a little bit more. Right. You, you, you know, stop and
0: read that article. I read it?
1: that one because I can empathize with that one. Well, I,
0: and you want to know which, which FedEx facility is it, you yeah. know? It's, it's not, that's, again, it could have been in your home or whatever. But I think my guardrail, which... Yours is one person, what one person. My guardrail is that, um, you know, we have, uh, we don't, or I don't. I'm, I'm calling out we here. I, I don't feel like we call to um, uh, just bring God into our nation, into our cities. Um, God's the only one that can, as I, as I coined the phrase earlier, I have no idea if it's a word or not, re-sensitize us. You know, God makes us aware of things mm-hmm. and only God can do that. And as a nation, as a state, as a city or whatever, I think only, you know, mm-hmm. asking God to say, hey, make me aware, make me break my heart, break my heart for something, something. Mm -hmm. You know, like what is it that's the one thing that just lets, you know, you really feel passionate about? And that's another thing. I just don't feel like people are just passionate about things now. They're just kind of like, oh, this is what I do. This is what I'm, you know, I'm involved in or whatever. Mm -hmm. And and um, I I can say I know a couple of people and, and Annie is one of the people our niece is she is passionate about certain things in her Mm -hmm. life. And she is at the point in her life where it's wonderful that she is passionate. She's, you know, just graduating from college. She's just going out into a new field and she is very passionate about her field Mm -hmm. of study and, um, and her career choice. And that's awesome. But I know so many people now that aren't Mm -hmm. even when they're first and they're new and they're ready to get started or whatever. And
1: And their passion is the wrong way. Their passion is is driven by animosity, anger, outrage, instead of like hope, uh, direction, and purpose.
0: Yes. And that's what's so refreshing about Annie is that she is going out into Mm -hmm. the world. It is her trying to be, you know, to better the world around her. Absolutely.
1: Whether you're talking about uh, things she's passionate about in several different fields, you know, but so much of the passion we see on social media that you would say is people being passionate about it. Well, why are they passionate? Are they trying to make a difference? Are they trying to make the place, the space that they occupy better? Or are they just trying to perpetuate their resentment and anger on someone else?
0: Right. Because it goes back
1: to where are they trying to deflect from? Where are they trying to protect?
0: And Just what are they trying to? They're just so, I don't know. Yeah, I agree with you. Wow. Well,
1: you know, Chris, that's a very good point on the guardrails, you know, to have that, you know, to, 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 if, If you could couple that, you know, just asking God for that person in your life that would be your safe space, that would be your prayer partner, that would be the person that you pray with daily and say, hold me accountable when I come across as callous, when I come across as nonchalant. would you check me on that? Would you pray with me that God would, um, you know, the prophet Joel, to quote the Old Testament here, uh, he said, "We we, we need to ask God to rend our hearts and not our garments. You know, in the old Testament, they would rend their garments and put on garments of fasting and sackcloths and ashes. And he said, well, we need to ask God to tear our hearts. And I believe that's what we need to ask God to do right there in your home. Would you begin to ask God, Lord, tear my heart for, for, for people that are caught up in a lifestyle that's not contrary to what I believe. But Lord, it's contrary to your destiny for them. Lord, that are overwhelmed with hurt and with with pain and with uh, um, resentment, whatever Just the junk. case may. Junk, yeah, whatever the case may be. So, uh, man, with that. With that being said, those are some good guardrails. Those are great action steps. You know, Breed, you figure it out for me. You didn't see anything. All right. Well, uh, there <laughs> no, we go. We
0: didn't figure it out on the spot. That's the first time. Bree does night. not have medical information on the spot ready to go randomly.
1: All right. So uh, there's a lot that we could continue to talk about on this subject, but we want the conversation to continue this week. So how can you continue the conversation with us, Christy?
0: You can go to our website. Our, our website. Go to our Facebook page. Go to our um, Instagram page and just like us talk to us share us comment that's the main thing we want to hear comments because um we feel like that you guys are just we are you are out there you are listening but what do you think what do you think and what are you interested in what do you want us to talk about what are you what are you shocked by are you ever truly shocked anymore
1: are we off base maybe you are shocked all the time
0: maybe maybe that could be true,
1: so keep the conversation maybe going we this are hardened, week. and maybe we are the, the rest of the world is hard, not
0: yeah. maybe we should ask God to talk to us, and we should I definitely agree with that, but um, maybe we're the only ones I don't know
1: well it's a it's an uphill battle out there as we are seem to be standing on shifting soil. it seems like with every day with new headlines with different things it's like the ground underneath our feet is moving with that being said i want to remind you that through jesus christ man we can have a solid rock that we stand on that we build the sure foundation he is the cornerstone which everything is uh fitted together and the bible teaches us that we are created for his good pleasure And uh, man, he created us with a a destiny and a plan. And so, man, I just want to say again, as we wrap up today, Christy, give them our uh, Facebook page, give them our Instagram handle and know how to reach us there. And also, uh, uh, man, David, thanks for liking, Liking, sharing, sharing and and
0: commenting. commenting. And as um, Facebook, it's Brad Webb. That's simple enough. Brad Webb is the Facebook page, and Real Talk with Pastor B and Christy on Instagram.
1: All right, if you follow us on Instagram, we didn't have anybody that did all three. It was all on Facebook. So our Instagram list followers out there, uh, we got to do better. You got to do better.
0: That's me. That's my <coughs> you side. Do better. Oh my gosh! Now Instagram's not work. Not doing as good, and I don't have a tagline at the end. I'm feeling as though. I'm not living up to my standards.
1: So let me help you out. As you are out there fighting the good fight of faith, asking God to make your heart tender to all the things that are overwhelmed in this world, please stay humble and hustle very hard.
0: No tagline, still no tagline.